Hello, star seeds, and welcome to another episode of Rooted in Starlight. Here we are in the middle of July, if you can believe that. We are definitely approaching the uh, heart of the summer. We are in the, um, if you're in the northern hemisphere, we are celebrating summer. Uh, obviously, the southern hemisphere is dealing with winter. Um, we had some movement of the planets this week. We had Mars moving into Virgo. Um, that took place on the 10th of July. And then right behind that was Mercury moving into Leo. Um, and so we are definitely now working with the summer signs of uh, Cancer, which the sun currently is in. Um, and we have uh, now Venus and Mercury both in Leo, and now Mars has taken up residence in Virgo. Um, and those three signs really represent the astrological signs for the season of summer. And they all offer something different. Um, we have the upcoming new moon that will be taking place in Cancer. That's going to be uh, taking place on the uh, 17th of July. Uh, but let's start with Mars being in the sign of Virgo. Uh, Mars will do well in the sign of Virgo. He will be in Virgo from July the 10th through August 27th. So he has a bit of a stay there. Uh, and that may be, again, beneficial with um, this upcoming uh, Venus retrograde, uh, which is, you know, getting closer and closer. It takes place on the 22nd of July, which is also the same day when the sun moves into Leo. Um, <clears throat> but Mars in the sign of Virgo, you know, Mars is our planet of action. Mars wants to know what is it that we want and then kind of shows up to say, all right, well, let's get this done. Um, and in the sign of Virgo, uh, he is able to be uh, using that energy, obviously a little differently than he did in Leo. In Leo, there was very much, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, well, this is what I want and I'm just going to have this. In Virgo, everything is a bit more subtle. Um, Mars is a bit more strategic in Virgo. Virgo is mutable Earth. So it is, that means that it is a sign that is adaptable. Um, and it finds ways to manifest what it uh, needs by... Um, for Virgo, especially by, you know, work and being of service in some way. One of the things that's important to uh, be aware of is that with Mars in Virgo, and this started, um, this began on Monday with Mars moving into Virgo, it will be exact on the 20th. And that is that we have what an approaching opposition to Saturn in Pisces. So keep in mind that Saturn is retrograde right now in the sign of Pisces. 
And um, now that Mars is in Virgo, it is going to meet up directly with Saturn uh, across the sky on the 20th of July. Um, but in the meantime, what you have is Saturn and um, and Mars approaching um, that energy approaching and building. Um, and so what is interesting um, with that, obviously, uh, that's going to temper some of the uh, energy of Mars, especially as we get closer to the 20th. Um, but in that way, that will also be where you have some opportunities for Mars to be like, oh, okay, if it isn't going to work this way, let me try this strategy or let me try this idea. Um, and so again, this really, because this really is the summer of retrogrades, um, it is a good time to be working on things that you already are working with. Um, you know, I would not invest a whole lot of energy in a lot of new things, um, especially with this uh, upcoming uh, Venus retrograde in Leo. Um, because keep in mind with the uh, personal planets, they work very, um, they're with us on a, on a daily uh, aspect. And so um, there, it's a much more intimate um, situation when Mars or Venus or Mercury are going retrograde. Um, so this uh, opposition is definitely something that um, if you pack your patience and Virgo is a sign that has that ability, um, Mars itself sometimes <laughs> needs to work at that. But I think on this level with uh, Saturn and Pisces, um, obviously Pisces is a water sign. It's also a very creative sign. Um, and so I feel like one of the things that Saturn and Mars want to do with this opposition is really say, okay, what, what is it that you need to be realistic about? And so I think that could be some of the things that might, um, come into play, things that might reveal themselves will be more of a situation of what's going to work and, and what may not. And what's interesting about this opposition is it actually takes place um, during the same day that we have the sun having a trine, because remember the sun is still in cancer. And so the trine, the sun has this trine with Neptune, who is also in um, Pisces. And so one of the things that's um, going to be interesting about that is obviously the sun is our center. The sun is um, who we truly are in our identity and who we, who we truly want to share. It's that part of us that we truly want to share, but depending on what other um, planets and where they're positioned in your uh, natal chart, it may not be that part of you that you share um, 
more freely than others. Um, obviously, I do find that people with day charts, if you're born during the day, your sun is above the horizon, it is certainly easier for those individuals and those natives to um, kind of put themselves out there, um, get their ideas out there. If you were born at night, that means the sun is below the horizon and those natives tend to kind of overthink, overanalyze, um, and also um, what's interesting, and I happen to be in a, a, a night chart, so I'm speaking, um, I'm speaking to some of what I know here. Um, it also is energy that you tend to constantly feel that you're, you need to be working on something else with it before you're willing to share it with everyone. Um, what's interesting is that um, those that have the sun uh, in a nighttime chart and it's below the horizon can tend to be great support um, support individuals. And so you will find that you are someone that is very supportive of others. Um, you may also find that you're someone that's very good at helping, you know, booster someone else, even if while you yourself may end up in the same kind of feelings, you can tend to maybe like beat yourself up over something. Um, but when you're having a friend that's dealing with a low point, you're someone that's great to be able to say, oh, no, like you need to look at it this way. Um, and so that's one of the things that uh, is working uh, with this energy as well, that depending on where. So, and what, so what's interesting with the sun and Neptune is, you know, Neptune in Pisces is in its home sign. It, you know, it really is about the kind of faith that we bring to the table with life. It really is the essence of, do you really believe that the universe has you ba your back? And do you really believe that the challenges that may come along, that they're all meant to be providing you with some new opportunity, even if you're not initially seeing that? And so what, you, what you're going to have on the 20th is kind of these competing forces, these competing energetic forces of the sun and Neptune, um, you know, wanting to show that, you know, and certainly wanting to provide energy of, oh, this is all going to work out and everything is going to be, you know, everything is going to work out the way that it's meant to. Where then later in the day, because the sun and Neptune's trine takes place uh, early in the morning, that's at 9.07 a.m., that is Eastern time. Um, and so if you're working with Pacific time, that would be, you know, depending on how you're looking at it, the 19th slash 20th. Um, but then later in the day is when we have our Mars opposing uh, Saturn uh, that's taking place at 4.39 p.m. And again, that is Eastern time. Um, and so they can definitely show up with the, well, here's 
here's some facts you're not aware of, or here's the reality of what you were thinking was, was going to be. And so what's interesting is that while the trine for the sun and Neptune is building, cause that is happening as well. Um, that's not taking as, as long um, where, because Mars literally shifted its energy by moving into Virgo that's what's leading, um, that's what's kind of having the opposition that's going to be taking place. Um, that's why you're possibly going to be feeling that energy uh, more uh, deeply uh, than the sun and Neptune. That's definitely ener- energy that you will feel, the sun and Neptune. I think that this, that, that will probably kick in more around the 16th and 17th when we are also working with the new moon. Um, Because then that's also when you're going to have the sun and the moon conjunct both in the sign of cancer um, that will be taking place at 24 degrees. And so that puts the sun at um, a closer uh, degree point with Neptune than it currently is right now. Um, so just be aware of that, that day could be a bit of a mood swing kind of day. Um, and coming off of the new moon, that could be that because new moons obviously are great for us setting our new intentions and really saying, you know, okay, here's the goals for this month, or here's what I work, I want to work on. The other thing that's great with new moons is for, those that are working with the goals that you set at the beginning of the year, a new moon is a great time to always go back to those initial goals that you may have set at the beginning of the year to see, okay, where am I with that? What have I done with that work? Um, What have I done with these, um, you know, with these ideas, with these, you know, with these goals, with these, um, you know, these inspirations, and then using these particular new moons to say, okay, so for this particular new moon period, I'll work with this much of, um, you know, the goal or the resolution that I put out there at the beginning of the year. And that's a nice way to kind of have, um, you know, take things that can definitely seem overwhelming or certainly seem very large at the beginning of the year and be breaking it down on a monthly basis into smaller steps. Um, What's interesting uh, with this new moon is because it's the Cancer new moon, uh, obviously with the summer solstice that literally put us at the halfway mark of the year. So if you, if you weren't doing a check-in then as far as, you know, oh, where am I at? with my resolutions and with my goals, you know, have I started a workout plan? Have I started that project that I said that I wanted to uh, really give my time and attention to? Or even more so, have I built out something that you may have um, already planned to be working on? Um, The summer solstice obviously was a great time to kind of do a check-in with that. But this new moon, since this is a new moon in Cancer, this is also a good time to be doing that uh, as well. 
Um, because again, it's, you know, it marks that halfway point for us and it gives you an opportunity to kind of look back and say, where am I at? Remember cancer is the sign of, uh, the nurturer. Um, so this new moon is definitely, um, going to have the energy of, you know, how are you nurturing yourself this year? What is it that you want to be doing? And that's great to be kind of going back to, especially if you have any health things, health goals or or resolutions on your list that's, um, are sitting there from January, this new moon is a great time to, check in with that and see, oh, do I need to get more serious with this? And what is it that I need to really be doing? You know, do I need to buddy up with someone? Um, Do I need to make sure that I schedule this in? Because that's one of the things about, uh, certainly one of the things about self-care and nurturing ourselves that becomes an issue is that, you know, you can often say like, oh, I want to start a yoga practice. And so, you know, you seek out where it is you think you want to go. Um, and then that particular morning that you're going to head out the door, you get a phone call, you know, or something happens with someone else in the family or the pets or, you know, something's going on at work. And suddenly that gets pushed aside. And we often do that because we're like, oh, well, that's just about me. So, you know, that can go on the back burner until this gets taken care of. And so this new moon is very much a moon about checking in with how do we take care of ourselves, And are we really honoring um, the way in which we do that? Um, because if you're someone that has trouble with that, uh, the cancer new moon is certainly a, a time to recognize that Um, you know, even recognize where might that come from, you know, the sign of cancer itself is all about our origins, our beginnings, um, our family, our ancestry. Um, it really is the sign that even if you don't have a lot of planets, uh, in that sign, it really is the sign that represents kind of how the beginning of your inner life began, um, what, what it is that you, um, you know, were kind of taking in that your, you know, your nervous system was taking in even as a child, even before you had a chance to be using words to express that, you know, the, what we, you know, what we sense and, and what we feel, um, very much is what cancer rules over. And so those kinds of energies are embedded very deeply in us. And so we can spend um, a lot of our adult life thinking that we're going to be working on getting better at taking care of ourselves. And sometimes you really do need to be able to stop and say, oh, why is it it's so easy for me to put that aside? Why is it so easy for me to say, oh, wait, that's not important right now. Let me focus on that. And that's something this new moon will actually be um, very beneficial to be uh, working with. Um, The other energy shift that we had take place was Mercury moving into Leo. Like I said, that happened on uh, on July 11th. Uh, Depending on your time zone, it was also July 10th. So 
Um, you know, we had both Mars, our planet of action and courage, uh, also the planet of, um, you know, how we express ourselves uh, at the level of frustration that we may deal with. Um, moving into Virgo, and then we have Mercury, our planet of communication, our planet of thoughts, uh, ideas, uh, the way we want to communicate, that moved into Leo. And so obviously Mercury in Leo allows us to be more expressive. Um, definitely want to just keep in check the being dramatic uh, that's very easy when it is Leo energy involved. Um, but Mercury in Leo, I mean, Leo, Leo rules over the heart. And so um, Mercury in Leo, when used in um, its highest vibration, really gives you an opportunity to express yourself to, you know, your family and friends and loved ones in a way that you may not thought was either safe to do or that you may not have thought was the right time. Um, Mercury and Leo gives you that opportunity. And I think, again, I'm feeling like with Mercury being in, um, in Leo for at least... I almost feel like it's this little bit of support that it's giving Venus as she gets ready to uh, go retrograde. Um, you know, Mercury and Venus, you're looking very much at the siblings. Um, and so uh, I kind of feel like Mars leaving, having left Leo and then Mercury was right behind to move into Leo. It's almost like you have our personal planet saying, you know, we're here to, you know, to uh, take note of what it is that uh, Venus wants to be doing during her time in Leo and obviously during that retrograde period, which will begin on the 22nd of July. Um, Mercury, though, as it did in Cancer, is making a swift and quick trip through the sign of Leo. It will be in Leo through July 28th. Um, so again, it's literally just a little over two weeks where Mercury's kind of there saying, um, okay, here's what you get a chance to express yourself with. And, and then I got to go. <laughs> now, one of the things to keep in mind you know, because I said we've got this as a uh, season of retrogrades is Mercury will be moving into Virgo on the 28th. And that is where Mercury is going to slow down because Mercury will be going retrograde um, in the month of August. And so uh, just prepare yourself for that, um, that you will be at a certain point. Uh, next month, you will be working with Venus being retrograde in Leo and Mercury being retrograde in Virgo. Um, and I will uh, speak more to both of those, both of those energies happening uh, at the same time uh, as we get a little closer to that. Um, and so 
Um, so this is a great time to kind of, you know, be bold right now. Uh, if there's something that, you know, you want to get started, uh, in the, in the form of how you want to communicate. And so whether that's, um, you know, whether that's a podcast or a blog, or if you really want to, you know, dedicate, um, you know, yourself to a journaling practice, uh, this is a really good time to get started with, uh, with that, with Mercury being in Leo. Um, and then we have, um, like I said, our big, um, our big, um, aspect is going to be working with this. Well, what I feel are, are the two of them. It, the thing with the sun trining Neptune is that's not going to last as long as this Mars opposing Saturn. Um, and so that's just one of the things that you want to keep, keep in mind is that at least with, um, the sun and Neptune, um, that's, like I said, you're going to, I think you're going to feel that energy more around the 16th and 17th Then that's exact on the 20th. And then that's going to shift very quickly because then you're going to have, um, right before the sun moves into its home sign of Leo, you will have the sun opposing Pluto on the 21st of July. Um, and so that's definitely going to be um, and again, the only thing that, uh, is good about that is that, and then, you know, that's at 29 degrees because Pluto is retrograde, but Pluto right now is still sitting at 29 degrees of Capricorn. And so, you know, the sun gets to 29 degrees of cancer, it will be opposing Pluto. And then on the 22nd, uh, which is a Saturday, that morning it will then, uh, and that will be 9.50, um, I'm sorry, that will be uh, later in the evening, that'll be 9.50 at night, um, the sun will move into Leo. So that 20th and 21st are going to be uh, some interesting energies with, I mean, with the sun and Pluto, it's really about, um, you know, being careful not to, you know, not to do, um, interestingly, but I would say not to do anything rash. Um, you know, it's also, um, and that's a, that not doing anything rash, uh, or not doing anything impulsive is just a good, uh, theme for the summer as a whole. Um, because you really do want to take care with the decisions that you're making um, to see how are they going to benefit you long term. Um, you know, like with Venus, uh, Venus uh, retrograde, that obviously is a time. And I think the last time she was in when she went retrograde in Capricorn, I think I was speaking to this, but Venus retrograde um and actually, especially in Leo, because, you know, Leo is the sign that's ruled by the sun. So it is very much that sign. It is the sign where we do want to be able to shine our brightest light. And so Venus retrograde in that sign is definitely going to be that. Be very careful about, you know, any kind of makeovers that you're planning on doing while she is retrograde. 
Um, and I would say that that's something that you wanted to maybe take into consideration even when she started her shadow period, which was back in June um, on the 19th, 20th of June is when she hit her shadow period. And so she still very much is in the shadow period. And what's interesting for you is if you're, if you're not aware in your chart of, of where Venus is, um, you know, what you want to do is be thinking about, well, what has June 19th, um, to current day brought you, what kind of things have you been dealing with? What kind of things have come up? Um, you know, Venus retrograde can, um, and again, in Leo can also bring up, you know, people from your past, um, in Leo, she could certainly bring up, um, uh, some ex lovers from your past or ex partners. Um, so just be, uh, but it can also be friends, uh, childhood friends, uh, or people that you haven't, um, communicated with in a while that can kind of come up with Venus, uh, retrograde in Leo as well. Um, and I, and like I said that the next episode that hits, uh, this podcast will be the Venus retrograde episode. Um, so, um, yes. And so those are some of the things to be looking for with, um, like I said, with Mercury in Leo kind of helping us have a little bit of a stabilizing, uh, energy while we're working with Venus getting ready to go retrograde. The one thing you will want to watch is with Mercury in Leo, once Venus does actually go retrograde, you do have a good week where, uh, Mercury will still be in Leo. And so, um, there are, Certainly when planets go retrograde, I mean, you know, we've been speaking to, you know, the shadow energy and, and how that can, that can just point to the themes that you might be dealing with. Um, but you will often actually feel the retrograde itself a couple days before the day of, and a couple days after. And so just be aware that with Mercury in Leo at that time, that, that's where you want to just kind of keep, um, just keep an awareness and presence of mind of how you want to respond to things that may come up. Um, that would certainly be Venus related, uh, which would be anything relationship wise, anything with your finances, uh, you know, anything with, uh, contracts, um, you know, both Mercury and Venus rule over commerce. So, um, that's something to to keep in mind that that's going to be certainly um, a lot of energy there as Venus herself gets ready to uh, move uh, retrograde. Um, and then one of the other, um, so what'll be interesting with that, one of the other things that we're going to have happen with Mercury in Leo is we will have Mercury making, um, because this is the one thing with every planet that you know, has moved into Leo, you're going to have um, Mercury squaring Jupiter. And that's actually going to be taking place on the day of the new moon. Uh, it will be taking place earlier in the day. Um, and then Mercury on the 23rd of July will be squaring um, Uranus. Now, with um with Jupiter, I mean, keep in mind, Jupiter is 
and I've spoken to this in, uh, I believe, the last um, podcast and possibly the one before that, Jupiter is in a shadow period too because Jupiter is going to be... Um, Jupiter is going to be going retrograde in September. Um, and so, uh, and again, this will be uh, an episode that I will do probably following the Venus. And that's going to be the, the, this path that Jupiter's taking uh, because Jupiter is going to be taking the same degree path, this five to 15 degrees of Taurus. That is the path that Mercury took back in the end of April, beginning of May, when Mercury went retrograde in Taurus. And so now Jupiter is taking that same degree path and will be going retrograde at 15 degrees of Taurus uh, on September the 4th. Uh, what's interesting with that retrograde is that Jupiter waits till Venus goes direct on September the 3rd and then the other benefic planet, Jupiter, is like, okay, I'm going to go retrograde now. So um, I guess the good news is that they both those planets will not be retrograde at the same time. Um, <clears throat> but it is interesting that Jupiter is following that same path of uh the retrograde that Mercury had. So again, keep that in mind. That you know, that Mercury retrograde took place the end of April or I guess you would say more the middle of April. It was like April 21st through um, the beginning of May. I'll have those date, the, the date for you when it went uh, direct. But that is very much the kind of themes that you're going to be dealing with once Jupiter goes retrograde. But in the meantime, what's happening is as planets are moving into Leo, they are meeting up with Jupiter and having a square with Jupiter. And so Mercury's square with Jupiter is going to be taking place during the new moon. Um, the big thing to keep in mind with that uh, would just be making sure that you you don't uh, jump to conclusions. There could be information, um, you know, that comes to you, something that you overhear. And again, this is going to be important with the, the Venus, uh, getting ready to go retrograde. And so this is going to be one of those situations, um, you know, with Mercury being in Leo to just be able to pause and, you know, say, okay, what is that? How do I feel about that? What is the source of that information? And really be asking yourself, how do I want to respond? I think that's going to be an important question to be asking ourselves throughout the summer as things arise is, okay, how do I want to respond? What is going to be, you know, a, a good next step um, for me to take? Um, and so just keep that in mind. I will have more on the Mercury squaring uh, Uranus, uh, in the next episode, uh, that does take place though on the 23rd of July. What is interesting about that square is that keep in mind that Uranus is the higher vibration of, um, of Mercury. And so, um, you know, one of the big things to be aware of is again, how you respond to, to things, you know, with Leo, you know, you can tend to be either a little uh, forceful in the way you respond. You can also, you know, tend to be a little dramatic about something. 
but the um, the planet Uranus is all about wanting to provide information that it feels is going to propel us to move forward. Um, uh, Uranus is definitely the planet that rules over lightning. And so lots of times that's why we know it. We call it the planet of surprise and revelations. Um, so, you know, just keep in mind that on that particular day, that could be something where, and again, especially because that's going to be right after Venus is officially retrograde. So that happens on the 22nd and then the square takes place on the 23rd. Um, and so that's going to be energy that is going to be building while Venus is getting ready to go retrograde. So that weekend, the 21st through the 23rd is definitely going to be a weekend where, and obviously you want to throw in the 20th because that's going to be a weekend where there's going to be possibly information coming at you maybe fairly quickly. Um, it could also be uh, a period where you just feel that your mood shifting from one, you know, one thing to the next feeling one way and then another. And a lot of that too is Saturn. What you, with Saturn, um, Saturn is able to cloud things um, and bring a more somber energy to anything that it touches. So that's going to be something to keep in mind with the opposition with Mars, because Mars is certainly going to want to be you know, basically showing up saying, well, this is what I want to get done. And so let's get this done. And, you know, Saturn's always the one that likes to say, uh, hold up and wait. And, um, and so with the two of them, one of the things though, to keep in mind with, uh, the opposition, and this is one of the things I always go to when I'm like, oh, well, so the challenge with this is that both Mars and Saturn, you know, they're two of our uh, planets that like to challenge us. Um, in traditional astrology, they're known as the malefics because they are planets that, depending on whether you are a day or, again, a night chart, you're dealing with one of those planets, and they're great for kind of showing up in at the least appropriate time and can very cap be very capable of undoing whatever it is you think you're you're preparing, you know, to do or get involved in or experience. Um, and so what is one of the things though to, to keep in mind with this is that with Virgo and Pisces, this is an axis that works together because this is earth and water. Um, uh, and, and they're both, they're both mutable. So, um, and so that's something to keep in mind as well is that, you know, that being able to be adaptable is something that will be, that will be working in your favor with Mars in Virgo because Mars likes to be able to get something done. And Mars's energy is such that if it's not going to be one way, then Mars is capable of saying, okay, well then I'm going to have it be this way or that way. Um, and so Mars will want to be providing um, some different options uh, and ideas. Um, and then it's just being able to temper that with the energy of Saturn who uh, could definitely be 
you know, kind of wanting to either slow something down, which would not necessarily be a um, terrible thing for the summer. Um, I think this needs to be the summer of slowness. Um, and for people that don't like that, that's going to be very challenging. For people that do, then you may find yourself actually working with energy that is easier for you to work with. And you may feel that you're going to be able to accomplish more um, at some of the pace, uh, the energetic pace that we're being given um, for this summer. Um, and so I just wanted to keep uh, uh, just put that in uh, out there for you with that. Like I said, there'll be more with the Mercury uh, Uranus square that's coming up and Venus is getting her own episode. She is uh, one of my chart rollers. And so uh, she has to have her own episode. Um, and I am a Leo. And so that would be the other reason she needs to have her own episode. Just keep in mind, and I know I've said this in the past episodes, um, you know, two of the years that you want to look at are 2007 and 2015. They are the last two times that Venus was retrograde in Leo. Obviously, if you are a Leo, you are feeling this energy. If you are an Aquarius, um, you're feeling this energy. And when I say Leo or Aquarius, I'm not just talking about sun sign. I am also including rising sign. Um, and if you have, um, you know, certainly any of your personal planets in either of those signs, you're feeling this energy. Um, and you would, and I would say you're also feeling this, you're also going to be feeling this energy uh, being a Taurus or a Scorpio because Leo is a fixed sign. And like I said, everything that ends up in Leo ends up squaring, you know, Taurus or Scorpio at some point. Um, one of the other things I did want to mention uh, before I close out here is, um, we have our new moon taking place on the 17th. And then we also have the nodes, the North node and the South node will be shifting from Taurus Scorpio, respectively to Aries Libra. That takes place the 17th, the 18th, depending your, on your time zone. Again, that will be something I will have more to speak to. Um, if, you're ha if you have a north or south node in Aries or Libra, this is going to be something that is going to impact you. We already had one solar eclipse on April 29th um, in Aries. So again, that gives you an idea of what that might have felt like for you while that was taking place. And then, um, and then we're going to have, and I'm sorry, I said the 29th, I meant the solar eclipse actually took place on the 20th. Um, that was at, uh, I believe 29 degrees. That's where my, um, uh, thing, uh, my, uh, degree came up, but that was the first, uh, solar eclipse, and that was 29 degrees of Aries, and that took place on the 20th. Uh, we will have another one in October. Um, and so, and this, this move with the nodes, the North node moving into Aries, South node moving into Libra, again, this will be, um, you know, 
a good year and a half, an 18, 19 month uh, journey that uh, you'll be working with. Um, and so that will be something I'll speak more to and have more information uh, on. I just wanted to put that out there before I wrapped up for this episode. Again, I want to thank everyone for tuning in um, and listening uh, and supporting this podcast. Uh, if you, uh, for Facebook, you can follow me under Trisha, and that is T-R-I-C-I-A, uh, Morrissey. And then you can also follow me under Rooted in Starlight. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at trisha.morrissey.31. Uh, I will put my thread uh, handle uh, in the show notes because, yes, I did sign up for a thread account. Um, and the first thing I posted, obviously, was... Uh, astrology related as will be most of my post uh on that platform um but i just don't have that committed to memory yet so i will put that in the show notes if you need if you want to reach out to me to uh for a consultation um uh or if you have a question uh about this podcast or something that's astrology related uh, you can reach out to me through email, and that is rootedinstarlight at gmail.com. Again, rootedinstarlight is all one word at gmail.com. And remember, reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul. Have a good week, everyone.